This is the Rogan and Rodney podcast. Heard weekdays at noon on AM 570 LA Sports. Stream the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching AM 570 LA Sports or podcast the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching Rogan and Rodney. AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue. Fred Rogan, Rob Parker in today for Rodney on AM570 LA Sports. Just two hours for us today. And later on this hour, Jim Jackson will jump on. We'll get more to the NBA. I have to ask the question again. And we heard this last week and I brought it up. Does that character sound remotely like the old Bugs Bunny? Not even close. I mean, not even in the ballpark. Right. It's like a guy talking like this. It's, that's not what Bugs Bunny sounded like. You've got to think. If that's the voice in the movie, that's going to be a problem. And if it's not the voice in the movie, you got to figure whoever decided to do this commercial, what what are you doing? Why? why? And especially Bugs Bunny. We all grew up with Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like, is it just me? It doesn't sound like a cartoon. It's not just you. Right, it doesn't sound so like Kev, a you, you don't think so either. Kev's younger than us. Not in the least bit, no. Am I right? You're a bu- you know Look, Bugs Bunny's voice, don't you? Yeah, I know the voice actors have to change throughout the years. Different people, you know, pass away, whatever. But, I mean, right. you take classes or whatever to make sure you sound as close to the voice as possible. This guy sounds nothing like Bugs to me. Pull up Bugs Bunny. Can you pull up a Bugs Bunny like real quick? old school Bugs Bunny? Yeah, pull up yeah. old school Bugs Bunny. This is what Bugs Bunny originally sounded like. Kevin will pull it up. And it sounds nothing like the guy doing this commercial. They cannot have used that guy in a movie. There's no way. I mean, there had to be somebody that sounded more like Bugs Bunny. And Kevin is pulling it up right now. All right. So, but Mel, Mel Blank was Bugs Bunny, right? Mel Blank. Mel Blank was Bugs Bunny. Right, who did a lot of characters, and he was unbelievable, Mel Blank. Yeah. Mel, Mel Blank was the best cartoon character actor. Voice, voice, right. Yeah, there was. And I understand Mel Blanc is no longer with us. Right, right, right. They're not going to be Mel Blanc, so we get that. But you're right. Can you get close to it, or <laughs> like, like, can you get remotely close? Didn't his son take over for Mel when he passed away? Did he? But then he, I think his son also passed away as well. Oh, I was going to say because if that's I'm not his sure son, of the son's name, that, if that we're going to if we're going to go like this, why don't we just give the let a black actor do the voice and and call him Daryl Buddy? You know what I mean? Like just just act like something. <laughs> if we're going to change it that much. Gonna, just, just what it like, like, like it like that's his uh, half brother or something. You know what I mean? Like, if it's not gonna be Bugs Bunny, like, make it somebody else. Am I, am I wrong, friend? <laughs> that's so funny. All right, no. <laughs> is this the original Bugs Bunny, Kevin? Yeah, so I was close to the original as possible. Okay. This okay. is an older cartoon. Okay. We start talking. It's your nickel. Who? This Associated Press. The public has been demanding my life story. Well, I can tell it to you right over the phone. You got your pencil ready? 
Moist, I was born. That's Bugs. Yeah, that's Bugs Bunny. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's the real Bugs Bunny. And Ronnie will pull up and let you hear what the Bugs Bunny and the The commercial. The new Bugs Bunny. Now, let's talk about some real ballers. The Toons are back on the court (laughs) facing off against the toughest players ever. LeBron James and all your favorites are suited up for the big game. No, Space no. Space Jam, a new legacy in theaters on HBO Max, July 16th. Sounds Rated like PG. Bugs Bunny's on meth. <laughs> right, what is that? <laughs> it doesn't sound remotely close to the original Bugs Bunny, right? That's why I always think that, you know what, like, I, I give LeBron credit for going through with this, but maybe they should have just done something different. You know what I mean? I get the idea, and I understand wanting to uh, – tap into the kids and Bugs Bunny and, ki- and make it a kid's movie, but maybe it's just, how about somebody new or fresh? Something different. Do kids still watch Looney Tunes, by the way? I don't know. I don't have any Probably. children. Is that still a thing? Are they Pro- even on anymore? I don't know. I don't, I don't Probably so. on, uh, what is it? Nickelodeon? Uh, the, the, yeah. Or the Cartoon Network. Right, right. But these network are like old those. school cartoons from like, I mean, you guys were kids. I was a kid. Like, are they making original cartoons now with you, Bugs well, Bunny and Sylvester no, and all those? No, guys? there's nothing new. But yeah. if you watch uh, MeTV. Yeah, I know they put reruns on for they sure. They put reruns on in the morning now. But now the, it's like SpongeBob. In the morning. Right. And baby yeah. bump. Yeah, I'm thinking of like the kids nowadays. Are, are they going back to watch old school cartoons that we watched when we were kids? I wouldn't think so. I don't think so. They pulled yeah. the Looney Tunes cartoons away from kids because you can't put a, a, a stick of dynamite in Elder <laughs> Fudd's <laughs> pants and have it explode. You can't shoot Daffy Duck in the face with a shotgun and turn right. his around. All of right. those turn his beak around. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, you're right. What happened to anybody, right? All the stuff they used to do with uh, dropping an anvil on people and all that stuff, right? So that's why they were able to go out and hire a guy on meth to be Bugs Bunny. Exactly. Because nobody knew. All right. Well, now let's bring someone on that does understand history. was a big part of it. Not saying ancient times. What are you trying to say? Sounds like it. Not saying (laughs) dinosaurs. You know what? Are you saying, Fred, that our beloved... Yes. Vic the Brick... Yes. ...put the cornerstone... At the pyramids, is that what you're saying? Hey, hey, yikes! (laughs) Now with the Daily Haiku at 2, which today will come at 109, we do welcome on our friend Vic the Brick. Vic, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Fred. Hello, Vic. I'm afraid that goatee looks better and better. Appreciate that, Vic. Thank you. He's in all week with vacationing Rodney Pete on a blissful journey with Irvin Magic Johnson somewhere in the south of France. But now he's in south of Burbank. Please put your hands together. He sold more shoes on Queens Boulevard than anyone in stride ride history. It's Rob Parker. Rob. How are you, Vic? Good this afternoon. This in his background is helping him a lot tonight. And I want you to know that the only reason Fred has that uh, goatee is he's got a bump on his lip. That's it. He's trying to hide it. I don't, I don't <laughs> have a right. bump on my lip. I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't even know what the, I thought. What kind of bump do I have? I was going to run to the bathroom and look. No. <laughs> 
Have you looked at yourself? Have you looked at yourself? What do you mean? Why? What, what are well, you, you talking look, about? Right. Well, you look great. Oh. That, that was a line from the Odd Couple. Jack Klugman said to uh, Speed in a, in a post. He said, the only time I saw Speed wear a tie is that time he tried to hide that mark on his neck. That's all. Sorry. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to work it in with the goatee. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Vic. That was a good line. Good line, Rob. He's the executive producer. On the Rogan and Rodney show, he's multi-skilled. His knowledge is vast. Please put your hands together for Kevin Figgis. Mm-hmm. Having mm-hmm. the time of his life. Yep. Yep. K. Fig now. Yeah. <laughs> his soundboard has the panoply of incredible audio, the vast array. You every, every sound you hear, every drop, every musical interlude comes from this musical maestro. Show the love. It's Ronnie Fascio. <laughs> King Flavinah. Technology yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Ronnie. I'm feeling you. He already he already gave you that. Well, before we get to the haiku, yes. I want to give love to our Dodgers. Swept the hated ones. It's a good feel. They came in and they saw the way of the Dodgers. Great pitching, clutch hitting. I mean, we were getting three hits a game, and we still beat the Dodgers twice. Giants. Did they get three hits last night? Three hits on Monday. They don't know what hit them. This, these are the Dodgers, y'all. Well, not a lot hit them if you only got three hits in both games. Or you're getting solo shots. Okay. Sensational starting pitching. Hated ones. Meet the Dodgers. You'll win a half game lead. We'll be gone by the weekend. Anyone catching Otani San's show in New York? Huge. Oh my, on Broadway. What a show that is. Who has had a couple days in the Bronx like Otani San? How about nobody? He has three homers in two games. He's pitching tonight. He has 28 homers. He leads the league more than Guerrero. More than Guerrero. Yeah, more than Guerrero. Why do you say Guerrero like that, Vic, with disdain in your voice? <laughs> Guerrero. Guerrero. What did Drew you do to you? What's well, well, a cut to on Pedro Guerrero, remember? Oh, the Pedro Guerrero, yes. Pedro Guerrero. Correct. Former Dodger. Yes. But what he's doing in the Bronx is unbelievable. That last home run was a laser. A laser. I think it took Mayor de Blasio's uh, goatee off. Two shows badly Pacoima Hilton. Thank hey, you so much hey. and try the veal. Tomorrow's a big day too, Vic. Do you know that in New York, right? Did you know that? Tomorrow, Thursday, July 1st? Yes. It's Bobby Bonilla Day tomorrow. He gets paid again? The most absurd uh, deferment in the history of sports. $1.19 million every July 1st. And guess when this thing is up? You ready? When? 2035. No to life. 2035. You know what the original amount that the Mets owed him? 
The original amount was five point nine million. <laughs> How does that work? I, yeah. I don't, who, who came up with the math? They owed him five point nine million, and because they were got caught up in the Madoff situation, they didn't have the cash, so they deferred five point nine million until twenty thirty five. Yeah, but you said he's making a million dollars a year. It's yeah, it's one point one nine. They owed him five million. Five point nine million, but so six million. They owed him six million. He's made far more than six million. Right? Because because he took a deferment. I don't I don't understand it. I'm with you, Fred. It makes no sense. Well, in other words, we were gonna give you six million. We we don't have it. But what we'll do is give you twenty five million <laughs> over the next twenty five years. Will you take it? Yeah. Uh, yes. It. Where do I sign up? Right. Where, where where do I get that? Who would do that? The Mets would do that. They did it. I don't understand how they're leading the Braves by three games in the uh, National League East. It, it baffles me. I know it's DeGrom and, you know, they got uh, Marcus Stroman. They got, Stroman, they got some pitching. Right. They got pitching. Are they, excited? They hit. Are they excited in New York for the Mets? Do they care? I, I, was at, I was at City Field when I was in New York for a vacation, and they had big crowds. People are into the Mets. You know, it's a different crowd than the Yankee crowd, but people... People into the Mets. What's the Met crowd like? Uh, more blue collar. You know what I mean? Yeah, Just the regular absolutely. Joes. The Yankees are like the big executives from Wall Street and all that. You know, coming with their suits, coming in the fourth inning. You know, that kind of crowd. So it's Lakers, Clippers, basically. Yep, basically. And the Yankees really suck this year. So I'm just, I'm just quoting Brian Cashman, the GM. Yankees suck. Well, at least he was honest. No revelation, yeah. They just don't. Uh, I know they got eleven runs last night, but that's angel pitching. I mean, angel pitching. It's, it's like a, a misnomer. I feel for Joe Madden. I mean, who, who are you going to throw out there? And Kevin, I know you're an Angels fan, but they have no pitching. I think I've been saying it for ten years. I was like, oh, the Angels are exactly. back. Exactly. Can't Zinger, you address those needs? And Trout is great. It was like unless Trout can pitch and Otani can pitch every single day, it doesn't matter. They got a good team. They just don't have pitch. You can't win in baseball without pitching. I don't team exactly. rate is like 5.3 or something. Didn't right. Dylan Bundy get sick on the mound yesterday? Yes, he uh, he vomited behind the mound. Yeah, the heat. Yes. The crazy heat. Yeah, he I was sick, he, on the mind, sick on the mound before he vomited. Basically. I thought he had a, a hot dog at uh, at the game and realized there was a rat hair on it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> good Lord. Wow. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Come on. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. Are you saying those Hebrew nationals did not come out clean? Only time when you get a tail on them, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Vic, <laughs> you don't know they're Hebrew nationals at the ballpark, do you? Actually, I, haven't, I have not uh, had a dog at the Yankee Stadium in 30 years. They, right. have all, they have all three brands. They do? Oh, they do? He, Hebrew national... They have uh, Sabrettes. Oh, Sabrettes. And they have uh, uh, Nathan's. They sell all three. Those are all solid brands. Oh, yes. All good. But Nathan's is tiny. It's too yeah, small. Yeah, but packed with flavor, Fred. You got you to gotta load it up with the sauerkraut and the onions, Fred. That's, you know, yeah. Why don't you just go buy sauerkraut and onions? <laughs> because putting that meat in that bun, it's like, is it in? Is it there? <laughs> 
Wow. You know I had a line for you. I let it go. Ah, you're telling me. What do you mean? You let it go. Yeah. I want to stay on the air the rest of the week, okay? Yeah. At least one of you does. Feeling you! You're telling me. This haiku for you on this last day of June. Can you believe it? Yes, Vic. No, we can't. Should we? June 30th. All right, last day. June. This is like the halfway point of 2021. Everyone take a seven deep breath. We've been through so much this past year. And, uh, you know, mad love to everyone who's really self-sacrificed. And I know we've got to keep masking up because of the new variant. We go out there, you know, have a good time, but, you know, be very, be wary, be careful, be vigilant still in these times. But have a good time and, you know, unleash and unwind and just uh, bliss out. That's all I can say. Bliss out this July 4th. All right, bliss out. This haiku is by Sui Ryu, S-U-I-R-I-U. Sui Ryu. I don't think we've had Sui Ryu. I don't think we've heard from Sui Ryu. No. Anything you want to share about the Sui? Well, he has a predilection for one of the beloved insects roaming the earth. You ready? Well, that that's what we know about Sui Ryu. That's I, all I know. I thought his his life, his times, his credentials. Don't have much on Sui Ryu. Kevin wants to dig deep. S-U-I-R-I-U. I'm not seeing much there, Vic. It's very light. He was a haiku artist, but he, he wasn't prolific. So he's like a one-hit yeah. wonder. I go with that. Okay. I go with that. Okay. You mean like the knack and my Sharona? Sure. What a great song. I How about love that song? How about Starland Vocal Band, Afternoon Delight? Oh. Classic. Although the night is damp, the little firefly ventures out. And slowly lights his lamp. I'm feeling you. Firefly. Sui you. Okay. Uh, first, they don't often rhyme. That was nice. Uh, and also, I- I'm given the night was damp, and the firefly went out to light his light. To me, yeah. to me, that could have meant the firefly had been extinguished. I mean, because you don't want to put the fire in the water or dampness because they could put out the fire. Right? There's water. The fireflies live above the water and are cherished in Japan. They actually have, have firefly festivals coming out and watching the fireflies in their season. It's an amazing sight to watch the firefly at night. Again, a rhyme. Uh, so everybody in Japan gets together and they go, let's go watch the fireflies. And they get on the bank of the river and they watch the fireflies. I would say a lot of people in Japan, uh, you know, they relish that that season. It's a short season when the fireflies are in full effect. Okay. Is that right, my love? My wife, Yuko, nods her head in agreement. 
Has she recently seen a firefly? You want to put her on for a second? She has not seen a firefly. Oh, okay. But she she agrees with me on the on the firefly our concept. You know we love your so wife. So we Yeah, no, we know Vic. We 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 love your wife. You know that she's got the best voice, the most soothing. Oh, voice. she's the best. She is the, the best. best. My beloved bride, Yuko Sakamoto. My light, my my Tamashi, my soul, my essence, my everything. It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. I was just thinking. Tell me if you agree or disagree with this, okay? Vic, are you still there? I'm riding with you guys. All right, now, Vic, I want to ask you a question. Of course. When can Yuko do It's Lit? When can she comment on the stories? When can Yuko do It's Lit? Yeah. When can she... Well, she has to be prepared. She just says, you know, It's Lit. You just can't come on and do It's Lit. It's a whole... You know, preparation-based uh, segment. Yeah, but here's the problem, Vic. None of us know what Kevin is going to say. So we're really not prepared. Is that right? Well, Vic, you don't it, know what he's going to say. No idea. Well, then why? how can we prepare for it? Because every day you're absorbing the knowledge, Fred. Uh, okay. Right. You know, it's just the, it's the accumulation of the of the knowledge. Okay, but can we have Yuko do it one day or no? Absolutely, one day Yuko you, you can do it's lit. My love, can one day you do it's lit? Yeah, ask her. Yeah, she gave you the thumbs up. She's very busy right now. What's she doing? You know, she's got things to do. What is she doing? A busy woman. I know. She's you kidding. Busy. What is she doing? Right now? Yes. She's knitting Vic a sweater for the Christmas. Exactly, she was knitting me a sweater for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, well, I do get cold in the mornings. <laughs> I do. My circulation, you know, is uh, crazy off the hook. Yeah, so it's good you'll have a nice sweater. Uh, Kevin, just go ahead. Yeah, well, the biggest story right now coming out of the NBA, Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that there is no structural damage to the left knee of Giannis Antetokounmpo. He had that awkward fall last night. Mm. It looked really, yes. really bad. And the initial reporting... Uh, was that the people in the Bucks organization feared he had a uh, severe ACL injury. But uh, fortunately for now, the MRI says no structural damage. Ligaments are sound. However, there is no timetable for his return. Already short Trey Young last night. You lost Giannis to the Kumpo. Probably not the most entertaining watch for the Eastern Conference Finals if you have the two faces of those franchises not being able to participate upcoming tomorrow night. Battle of attrition. What that's, it is. that's who's going to win the title. Who's ever the healthiest will hang on and win. I mean, it would be surprising if the Clippers, because they don't have Kawhi, their best player wins it. But, I mean, this has just been like a mash unit all the way through, Rob. Oh, this has been awful. Just, I, I know some games have been pretty good and thrilling, but I, I, I am really taken aback by the NBA postseason because you want to see the star players. I've never seen so many star players hurt. It, it's incredible. It's an embarrassment to the league. And it was projected early because of the uh, the scheduling and the lack of breaks. And a team plays every two days. I don't remember that ever. An NBA playoff team playing every two days. The Clippers play every other day. That's that's wrong. You got to get at least a couple days off at one stretch. But no, the Clippers are playing. They play Tuesday, then they play Thursday, then they play Saturday, then they play. You know, it is a war of attrition. You know, Kawhi's out. Uh, you know, Zubac, you know, missed game five. Hopefully, you know, disease 
ready for game six tonight. I'm not sure if, he, if he'll be in the mix. But it, it, it's really, it's a slam on the league. You want to see the stars, just to see the Greek fleet go down. It hurt me last night. I was, and I was, I was, I felt his anguish. I was really, you know, we want to see the best balling. We want the balling. We want Trey Young to ball. We want we want the, we want the, Kumpo, the ball. We want these guys at their height. These injuries are just, a, it's a mess. Look at me, I'm a wreck. Yeah, well, we want everybody to ball out, Vic. Exactly right, Fred. And that's what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. All right, he works Clipper games, and he works nationally for TNT. Jim Jackson will join us next, and we'll get some insight into what's going to happen tonight. All right, Rob Parker sitting in for Rodney today. And uh, only two hours for us. Petros and Money will jump on here, top of the hour. Take up to the Clipper pregame show at 5 with the Saltier Adam Oslin. Then we'll have it. Game 6, Clippers and Suns tonight here on the radio station. Don't forget, join Dodger third baseman Justin Turner for a special Instagram Live. Early tomorrow, 8 a.m., hosted by Dodger insider David Basset. And it's brought to you by Navian Tankless Water Heaters. Navian Tankless Water Heaters with proven performance for efficient and endless hot water. Visit TanklessMadeSimple.com. All right, Rob, you got the Clippers again tonight. You've got them going all the way. I do. I, I, you know what? I thought this year they bounced back nicely after that disappointing, uh, you know, uh, postseason a year ago when they choked down a three-one lead. They were kind of under the radar. I didn't think it would happen like this with Kawhi Leonard not playing. But I like the team. I like what Ty Lue's doing. I love the way Paul George is playing. I think they got a real shot. I really do. To win game six, force a game seven, and then those young sons, other than Chris Paul, will have to show up. And you know how that could be, Fred. That could be a daunting task. Not that the Clippers have won anything or have championship-caliber players, but they have a championship-caliber coach, and they have guys who have played in some big games, including Paul George. Well, joining us now is Jim Jackson, Bally Sports, and... Does the commentary on TNT. Jim, how are you? What's up, Jim? Fred, Robbo, what's up, brother? I'm doing how good. Are how, how are you? I know you are. I see you. I see you. <laughs> I'm watching you. I, hey, Fred, be, be careful of the company you keep, brother. I'm telling you. Already, Fred knows. Bad company, hey, hey, man. Hey, bad company, but smart company. Good people. He'll make you more. He'll make you smarter. So that's all good. That's that's what I need. I need somebody to make me smarter, yep. Jim. I'll tell you that. <laughs> all right, Jim. I, I, I say the same thing. Yeah. All right. So now, help me out with this. As a guy that grew right. up in Phoenix, that's me. Okay. So I've known the Suns yep. since the beginning of their their history. Uh, in this series, it seems to me that the Suns are starting to get worse. The Clippers are certainly playing better. Yeah. But I also think the Suns are not playing as well as they were. Is that accurate? Well, yes and no. I think it's two two ways you kind of look at that, okay? Um, the adjustments that Ty Lue, let's look at you know, the last game when he came out and because of the lack of Zubas, he was able to play zone right away um, and kind of throw Phoenix off because it kind of took them out of their early sets. And what allowed you know the Clippers to stay in that was because they went basically four, five small. Yeah spread the court, shot the ball, got out to a big lead, 
what they were able to stay in the zone. So those little adjustments, and again, you see it in the in series before where, you know, a team may start off playing extremely well, then the adjustments happen, the game slows down a bit, the score skew back, the other team now gains momentum. That's what you're seeing. Now, a lot of it, too, I think, and it's just me, the pace of play with Chris Paul yes. back in the lineup has slowed down. Now, I don't have the analytics in front of me to justify it, but from watching the game, I think the number of possessions are down. Phoenix is not getting those quick, easy shots, secondary and transition that they got with Cameron Payne, as opposed to more of a slowdown, what they're typically playing with CP3. So it's a lot of factors in that. I agree with you on that 100%. No, I, I do too if you just watch the game. Jim, the other thing yeah. you just mentioned about was uh, the coaching and making some changes. Or what, I think Ty Lue's done a great job. You know, whenever you coach a player like LeBron James and you win a yeah. championship, you know, all the credit's going to go to LeBron, and they basically think you're a gym teacher and you just rolled the balls out. But in this, you know, playoff run, uh, Ty Lue has made those adjustments. We've seen it when they're down 0-2 in these series and bounce back. What's the best thing you've seen from him? Is it his willingness to sit down guys who are a big part of this organization for a while, or is it something else? Well, but you know what, though, Rob, because I cover the Clippers, it goes back even further than that. Having honest conversations with a Terrence Mann, a Luke Kennard, a Reggie Jackson, a DeMarcus Cousins, during the course of the year, allows him now when the playoffs begin, if there's a favorable matchup or unfavorable matchup where these certain guys are not going to play, that conversation is a lot easier to have and it's much more accepted because he's been honest and been up front from the beginning. So when you see a Luke Kennard who was in and out of the rotation, okay, Reggie Jackson during the year, a DeMarcus Cousins, but then all of a sudden, even a Terrence Mann. But they're they playing key roles right now in this series. Luke Kennard was like an afterthought in some aspect. Right. Look how big his role has been in this Phoenix. Reggie, Terrence Mann. Because Ty Lue, now those adjustments that we see. Keep in mind, coaches, are, we always on the outside looking in talk about adjustments. But coaches say, listen, first and foremost, we got to execute our game plan. Okay, did we execute the game plan that we put in place? Certain ways we're supposed to guard the pitch and roll. Nine out of ten times we got to do it. If we're only doing it five, that doesn't mean that we got to make the adjustment. That means that we haven't played the pitch and roll like we're supposed to. So there's just little tweaks, little things that go within that that Ty Lue has been able to manufacture during the course of this series that has allowed them with personnel – to now put themselves in a position to tie it up tonight. Jim Jackson with us, Fred Rogan, Rob Parker, in for Rodney today on AM570 LA Sports. Uh, let's talk Paul George for a second. Playoff P. You know, if he hits foul shots in a couple of games, this series is probably this series over. Is over yeah. But on the other hand, you cannot take away, Jim, what he has done in the series. Well, you, you can't. Because, well, here's the thing, though, Robin, you, you, you guys understand this. It's all perception because people perceive Paul to be a certain way. They're never going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Unlike we've seen in the past, I go back to this, Magic Johnson, 1984 against the Celtics. On the roll, dribbles the clock out. Tragic Johnson. Tragic Johnson, that's right. That's right. Later on, the score was tied. 
Later on in that series, game four, he turns the ball over, one tie 113-113. He turns it over. Okay, do we crucify magic? No, because we love magic. Isaiah Thomas turned the ball over against Boston, okay, to Larry Bird. But these guys we revere because they're champions, so even their transgressions, we overlook that. With Paul George, because he hasn't won at that level because maybe he said some things, that yet and still he's playing well, as soon as he missed those free throws, guess what? The narrative comes right back. As soon as he has a bad shooting night, despite the playoff run that he's had, the season that he's had, because he hasn't done it by himself and won, they always go back to that. And they don't give him the benefit of the doubt. And Paul has to understand that. It's part of the business. You know, I cover him. I've seen what he's been able to do. He still has a lot to prove. But I don't think the media, people outside, are really going to give him that shot unless he can get this team without Kawhi to the finals. I think they can do it. Uh, where are you mm-hmm. on just – obviously they got to win uh, game six tonight to force game seven. But I just right. – the, the way that they've played and, – and I go back to I think when the worm turned for this franchise, Jim, was game mm-hmm. three in Dallas. They're down 2-0. They're down 30-11, right. about to get buried. Mm-hmm. And, and from that point on, they just continue. Even when they were down 2-0, I remember – People were proclaiming that Donovan Mitchell was the greatest Utah Jazz player ever. You remember all that talk? And then they won four games in a row, and they were down 2-0 in this series. I mean, I I think they have something going. I just do. I I can't put my finger on it, but I do. Yeah, you know, the resiliency of this team to be able to get that. I mean, that's a lot of mental strain, too. And at some point, Rob, we all know, too, unfortunately, sometimes that can come back and catch you. Because you put so much into getting back into it, into a series that sometimes you fall short. And I'm not saying that's the case with this Clipper team because they're so dynamic in what they can do on the court because of their personnel, okay? Because, you know, they're one of the, behind Utah, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. So that allows you, even when you're down 15 points, to still be in the game. Look what Atlanta did when they came back on Philly. The three, the three ball allows you to get back in the game because you have more possessions, and now you can cut the score in half a lot quicker. But it's something about this team that yet when they get down, they figure out ways, not just by Ty Lue, but it's been led by Paul George too. Now, sometimes he can make some plays, turn the ball over, but you can tell the team has his back. Despite all the other shortcomings we saw in the past, this team is together, and that's why you give themselves a chance. Now, you go back tonight, Rob, and you know how this is. You're at home. The more pressure is on you than it is on Phoenix. Yep. Important to see how things translate tonight when the pressure is more. Again, it was pressure to go into Phoenix and win, but a closeout game is always tough. I thought it was really interesting the way the, the Clippers came out in the last game in Phoenix. And, you know, Jim, as, as a guy that played and covers the sport, the NBA is a game of runs. You have yours, they have theirs. Can you overcome theirs? Yep. Can they overcome yours? All right. In Phoenix, even though the Suns got close, the Clippers were not going to lose the game, and you could see that. Phoenix could just not overcome the Clippers' runs, and the Clippers just always put their, their foot on the gas. Tonight, is it important for the Clippers to come out quickly again like they did in Phoenix? Yes, but the game is long. I think how they impose their will is more important. 
especially on the defensive end. Okay, that's by by them throwing Phoenix off defensively, it allowed their offense to flow better. This Clipper team is a lot better when they lock in. Now, keep in mind, with Phoenix, you still have a lot of young guys in key roles. DeAndre Aiden, Mikael Bridges, um, Devin Booker, that haven't really been there to understand what it's like to close out. Jay Crowder has. Chris Paul has it, even though he has a lot of experience in the playoffs. But these are new. this is kind of new territory for a lot of that Phoenix team. Now, older guys like a Patrick Beverly, a Paul George, uh, Nick Batum, uh, Marcus Moore Sr., they're a little bit more settled, so they don't get flustered as much. So I think it's more important that they impose their physicality, even though they're going to be smaller because of Aiden, but their defensive prowess early in the game to me. That sets the tone of how this Phoenix team is going to be able to operate. Jim, I know you're not a doctor, but I want to ask you to play one on radio. <laughs> um, Kawhi Leonard, I mean, uh, is there any, if they get to the finals, is there a chance he could play, or is he just not playing and they just aren't willing to say, you know, he's done for the season? Uh, what's your gut? I know you haven't examined him. You haven't, You don't know what, you know. His yeah, no, I have, I have no way. You know, I used to want to grow up to be Dr. J when I was younger. You know what I'm right. saying? That's as close as I'm going to get. You know, that was my – but I, I do believe there's a light at the end of the tunnel because we all know this. If it was an ACL tear, we would right. have known that. Because you would have had surgery by now? He would have had surgery. He right. would have had surgery by now because they want the rehab process to begin. So – that gives me a lot of hope that if the Clippers are able to get through Phoenix, which is not an easy task, okay? Monty Williams got this, that's done a phenomenal job. But it does give you an indication that at some point, if they can advance, that Kawhi could be available to come back on the court. Again, that's outside just hopeful, trying to read the tea leaves, you know what I mean? Well, no, hopefully, you, hopefully your brethren well. That'd be great. So you like the Clippers tonight, Jim? What do you think? I, I do. I, I do because um, it's just, again, Ty Lue's just, it's, it's something about, and, and, and again, you're talking about two strategically great coaches in Monty Williams and also Ty Lue. Okay, you've got to give these guys both the, the flowers they deserve. But it's something about Ty who's been there with, you know, coming back 3-1 against Golden State. Yep. Kind of being in that situation before. Now, again, you have LeBron James, which can solve a lot of things, okay? But you do have a dynamic player that, in Paul George, that Phoenix can't match up with. And what Paul has been able to do is rebound better and make plays for his teammates. And that's what LeBron was able to do. I'm not saying he's LeBron-ish. But because of the shooters that they have on the court, Paul is able to navigate and make some plays happen, and Ty Lue is putting them in that situation to be able to do it. But I do believe Reggie Jackson, Lou Pinard, Marcus Moore Sr., those three impactful in this game, offensively and defensively. Cool. Jim, thanks for coming on, man. This was thanks, terrific. Bud. We really appreciate it. Come on, man. Anytime, brother. Rob, miss you, bro. We got to get yep. back. We'll see you soon, I hope, okay? Okay. All right, yeah, thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Take it easy, Jim. Love him. Uh, AM570 LA Sports and Owning Mortgage. 
are teaming up to bring you Mortgage Mondays to help you pay your mortgage bill this summer. Every week, one lucky winner will win $2,500. So sign up for your chance to win at am570lasports.com slash owning. Listen, before we get out of here, we got to shout out Chris Middleton. It's a well-deserved honor. We're going to give him what he deserves. I mean, that is just sad. <laughs> sad sack of the day. All right, a well-deserved honor. Acknowledgement must be presented to Chris Middleton. Sad sack of the day. Spectacular performance in Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Last night he struggled. He had 16 points, 17 shot attempts, 0 for 7 from 3 in the loss to the Hawks. That loss tied the series at 2. Again, your sad sack of the day, Chris Middleton, Milwaukee Bucks. We'd like to acknowledge those that deserve to be acknowledged. Yes! Tune into the Extra Innings podcast hosted by David Vassay. It's available on the iHeartRadio app and presented by Corona Extra. Corona Extra is celebrating the return of Major League Baseball with exclusive interviews and insider looks around the boys in blue. Find the fine life. Please drink responsibly. Uh, Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Great job as always. And Rob, thank you. We'll get him again tomorrow. Yes, can't wait. A lot of fun. Trying to floss on them, blind to a broken man's dream A hard lesson, court cases keep them guessing Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing Cost me more to be free than a life in the pen Making money off of cuss words, writing again Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen Late night, down sunset, like in the scene What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell, to live and die in L.A. On bail, my people say Live and die